Hey, welcome to Grandma's Basement. I'm Mr. Tyrone. That's Mr. Mast. And hanging out with us today is Dave Zimmerly. Dave is currently a high strikers coach, and he has been with that club for eight years. Um, so how's everything been going, Dave? Uh, it's going as good as it can with this whole uh, corona thing. But yeah, we didn't play – we played regional games with one team. But outside of that, like, the other teams were mostly in-house. We brought some teams in. It's just – it's just odd because we haven't been traveling and all that good stuff. So, it is what it is. What are you going to do? At least we played. Okay. That, that was kind of going to be my next question. So, like, we're both high school coaches and we've had a lot of different things that we've had to manage. So, what's it like managing the different things with club, knowing, like, you're having a bunch of kids come from a bunch of different schools? Well, I mean, for the most part, it's not been it's not been an issue because I mean, mostly I show up, I coach, all that good stuff with training. So we follow the guidelines. Um, the The only time is like sometimes you'll have teams come in from other areas, like Columbus, obviously. Like they're used to a little more strict guidelines, so you'll get complaints, that kind of stuff. Just if things aren't done the way they expect them, so. I mean, it is what it is. We're all going through this um, little uh, whatever you want to call it um, that we're having to deal with a lot of different different scenarios, all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, for the most part, it's not been – training has been the same as usual. You know, it's – we just have our protocols as far as, like – turning in your temperature, all that good stuff, which, I mean, you guys have the, the same thing at high school, so it's it's not been real different, you know. What's your role with the club? Um, I coach. Uh, it's pretty much it. As far as this fall, it's been more – I moved around a lot, you know. We only have – we have one regional team that's playing right now, the, the 07 girls, and – I've been running their games. Um, it's it's kind of difficult because I don't see them in training every day, every training that we have. And so it's, I mean, that it, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm like detail oriented. So that it's, it's kind of, that makes it a little more difficult, but you kind of just, <laughs> you learn to go with the flow because that's how, a lot how the club scene works. So. So are you are you assigned to that team, or do you kind of go to, from team to team to team to, to try to help out? Um, during trainings, it's like uh, Ian, the director. He'll send me a he'll send me a text and say, "Hey, I need this team and this team covered tonight." So I end up training them, and and it's it doesn't give a whole lot of continuity, but it's also it's I I enjoy it because I get to interact with a lot more kids, so. I mean, from that aspect, it's it's uh, that part's enjoyable, you know, because you get to meet a lot more kids. And, are you doing both boys and girls, or are you sticking to one or the other? No, it's it's boys and girls. It depends on the night. Sometimes it's uh, um, like tonight I had the 08, 09 girls, which is U12, U13, um. And then another night I'll have the like U11 boys, you know, or I'll have the U14, U15 girls. 
So it, it just depends on the night, you know. And does your like team philosophy change by coaching different uh, age groups or different uh, genders, or is it kind of the same philosophy throughout the whole um, the whole club? The, I mean, it, it's a lot coach to coach uh, as far as the philosophy. Ian has his overall philosophy, but it's to be honest, it's it's left up to the coaches a lot. You know, I'm I'm probably a lot more demanding and like. I demand structure a lot more in my trainings um, just because uh, that's what I believe in. You know, um, like when you're there, you're there to work. And, you know, it's about your approach is how you're going to um, learn how to play the game when we do get into game type situations. So it's, uh, it's one of those things where, I expect I expect it to be high intensity and um, you know the play, the level of play needs to match what it's going to be in the games. Sure. So but it, as far as like it, it's different from group to group, obviously because it's ages, gender, all that all that kind of thing. So you got to kind of temper um, when you go from group to group and know where they're at as far as their development, as far as what the expectation should be. So um, it, it is hard because I have – like in this, when I typically have a team, I have expectations, and they know those expectations. So when you go from team to team, obviously they have different coaches, so the expectations aren't always the same. So therefore, it's – sometimes you got to um, – redirect them in the way you want them to go. A lot of times I talk to them before, you know, these are the expectations. So, I mean, a lot of them know me just from different trainings. But so, so the coaches that you guys have on staff, are they mostly like high school coaches or are they just all like strictly club coaches? Or um, what do you guys do? A lot of them, a lot of them are high school coaches. Um, sometimes in the, like during the fall, that, that's why you see a lot more teams during the fall is because, um, Quite a few of the coaches are either high school coaches or they coach in college. So obviously during the fall, they're a little more busy. They have other uh, responsibilities. So it's a little more um, you're serving a lot more teams instead of having your own teams that you focus on. So therefore, yeah. So therefore, it's like we, there's probably there's probably four, four or five of the coaches that only coach club. So, and I mean, this is my first year just doing club in like 10 years. So it's, uh, it's, it's been a, right. It's been a weird situation with the COVID. Um, I'm not going to lie. Sure. But. You went from high school. I mean, you were a high school coach last year. Um, do you miss the high school or are you kind of glad that you're in the club side now? Uh, I miss, I miss the high school. I miss the, I miss the planning, the, um, this there's a lot more attention to detail. There's a lot more, uh, like there's a lot more camaraderie when you're coaching the high school because you're with the kids like every day. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of things I miss. Um, I just, it, with the, when the COVID thing hit in March, it just didn't make, like I was looking for another job, but it just didn't make a lot of sense to jump into something with the, with the uncertainty that was coming along with it. So. I mean, I didn't. I didn't think I would. I would have a season. I mean, 
I don't think Ty used to the same thing, right? We, I mean, we, I thought there was no way. I thought we'd get one game in and it'd be shut down. So, I mean, that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just like when you go into high school, like you have to establish a culture, all that kind of stuff. So it's like, are you going to be there for a month? And then like things <laughs> yeah. get called off, you know, it's yeah. just, it could be a really bad situation. So, so you're going to look to get back into it in the fall next year? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, it was, I mean, obviously that stuff should be coming open here in a month or two. So we'll see what opens up. Like, I'm, I mean, I want to be on the boys' side. Um, I enjoy that side a little more. So we'll see. We'll see what opens up and where it takes me. But I definitely right now, think that you should stay on the boys' side. And you should probably <laughs> stay away from girls altogether, um, especially in uh, <laughs> Stark County area. Yeah. <laughs> I, I – I think that's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is. It definitely is. Please take it so. Yeah. Right on. Uh, Do you have something, Tyrone? I was thinking. Oh, okay. It, it looked like you were ready to say something. Well, I was going to say you can stay away the from the boys' side in Wayne County. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, man. I think yeah. you should go, like, big school, D1. Yeah. Stay away from well, my small D three schools. <laughs> Pretty sure. Hey, we'll see. We'll see what opens <laughs> up, man. I was actually I was looking at something. That, there was a school that came open that like piqued my interest, like right at the end of June or right at the end of May, going into June. But again, like I mean, I, I filled out the application, and but I just didn't have a good feeling about it. You know, <laughs> as far as <laughs> Especially it was a bigger school, so I was like, you're going to run into more restrictions and more guidelines, all that kind of stuff. And I just didn't know. There was so much unknown, you know. It is yeah. Like, I don't envy you guys at all because you guys have been around your programs, and still it had to be – I mean, it just had to be – you're like in uncharted waters with the whole COVID thing and quarantines and, like, uh. all this good stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. Not being able to play anybody uh, was the hardest part, at least for me. Like our girls just got tired of playing each other. And yeah, like when you're yeah. June and July, and then you're just going into a, a game against another team with like just dry essentially. It was it was impossible to get ready for a game, and even the first couple of weeks of the season, it was just impossible. But I mean, yeah. everybody had to go through it, so it, it kind of is what it is. But it's definitely different. I wish we could have done like a showcase or done, you know, actual scrimmages to get ready for the season so we could have an idea, but. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But at least you guys got to train a lot. Well, yeah, you I mean, know, like, I, I saw you guys got like every day. I was like, oh, I would love this. <laughs> yeah, like the first day of practice when I saw um, some of my freshmen come in, I was like, oh boy, we have a long ways. But then, you know, now you have like that, those extra practices that you could get in and that, I mean, they've made, they've made the jump to actually being able to play. Um, so it made a huge difference as far as, like, development-wise, but it was a little rough there for a while. Hopefully they don't take that rule away next year. <laughs> I agree. I kind of liked it. But, I yeah. mean, there's no way they'll let us do that again. <laughs> it was really nice. It was. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, like like you were saying, like, just having a couple summer league games or a couple scrimmages would have been – so helpful. Oh, no like, doubt. Like, we, 
I, for us, we played our first game, and after the first game, me and the head coach were like, yeah, this isn't going to work. we got to change this up. <laughs> and, and, you know, we thought going in, we are like, this is going to be solid. We're, we got it going on. It took me 10 minutes in my first game to realize, nope, that's not going to work. Uh, we got <laughs> <laughs> I had all these grand plans, and I got <laughs> destroyed yeah. in 10 minutes. Well, at least you were uh, humble enough to say that and not, like, <laughs> pound the, the, the square peg into the round hole. Exactly. You know, that can be so easy to do. But. So, uh, about your club, where do you guys get most of your players? Um, are they, like, just strictly from a couple high schools, or do you guys branch out? Where do you guys go for your players? Um, we get a lot from, I mean, from the Wayne County area, and we get a lot from the Mansfield area. You know, we've started to get some more from out east and some from southern Medina County. But for the most part, um, we get quite a few kids. I mean, and when I talk Mansfield, like Mansfield, Ashland area, you know, we pull – we're probably about between Ashland and Mansfield and then count Wayne County. I mean, it's it's almost kind of like 50-50. You know, I, I would I – would, and, like, one of the things – um, I've been talking to the director about is like I kind of think our our outreach into the especially in the Wayne County area is kind of uh, diminished and it's something we could like I I think we need to do more outreach you know and get get some kids in at, at younger ages because I think we've been getting a lot of kids in it 12 13 years old and it's it's hard to uh, like catch them up to speed a lot of times it's too late. you know at that age yeah yeah so it's they we started doing some things this summer um even with even with the restrictions and stuff and i think hopefully it, it like bore some fruit so hopefully that's something we look to uh because the kids from the mansfield area are nice i don't know what's in the water out there but like it's it's definitely a soccer rich area so a lot we get a lot of talent come out that way, you know, and especially as we get into the more as we get into the high school ages, we really pull a lot of kids from from out that way, you know, because with uh, a lot of their teams fall apart once they hit high school, whether they were on travel teams or the clubs from out in that area, you know, because there's nothing in that area. There's really nothing. Um that's held together for more than a couple of years. So it's, we've kind of reaped the benefits of that, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, that's mainly where we pull from. We have started to pull some from out and out East, like more towards the Canton area, you know? So, I mean, that's, that's exciting. I can't believe kids like come that far, you know, cause you're bypassing some other opportunities to come all the way up to Worcester, Ohio. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's um, I mean, it's definitely branched out. What were you saying? What's the lowest age group do you have right now? Or that your club offers? What's the youngest age group? Yeah. Or, I, sorry, I missed your question. Yeah, the, the youngest? youngest? Yeah. Um, we're doing, an, we're doing uh, some academy training at, um, you're talking like seven, eight, you know, nine years old uh but we do have i mean we have u10 teams so but I, I, again our numbers need to get up in that area because you're talking 
some of them are like seven, eight kids on that team. So it's just something we need, we need to bring in kids, not just training, but bring them in team wise, you know? And I think one of the things that changed is when I was at the club originally, um, we played in the state league, like OASAN. And so you had home and aways. And so we'd always play there at the, like the Worcester parks. And so we had like all the, the local rec teams, travel teams, like we had a relationship with them just from them coming in on Saturdays and we'd have games, they'd have games. So they saw us when we moved to the U S club side and we started playing um, in more like centralized areas and not no longer playing at Worcester. We kind of lost that relationship as far as uh, people seeing us and being familiar with us. And I, like, I, I left there for like a three year period and went to a club up north. And when I came back, it was definitely, like, you could definitely tell it changed. Like, we weren't getting those kids from, like, the Wayne County area anymore because there was, like, a lack of familiarity, you know, just from people not – they were no longer seeing us. So it was, it was kind of a dynamic that changed. So I think we need to be more proactive in the way we attack that uh, because – I, need, I definitely think people are looking for stuff in this area, you know, but whether or not they know what's available, I, I think that's, uh, I think that's something we could do a better job at. Any other questions, Ty? I got nothing. <clears throat> All right, let's move on to the cookie jar. Yeah, let's go to the cookie jar. All right. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the cookie jar is, but it's just, I don't know if I like the sound of this. It's just five random questions. They're pretty oh, easy. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, where, when you're hungry for a cheeseburger, where do you go? Cheeseburger? Yeah. Um, I, uh, well, I typically go Arby's, but it's that's not really a burger. Um. I would say I probably tend to lean towards uh, Burger King because they're flame broiled. You can pick a real restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to well, be when I, go to, when I go to a real restaurant, I really just grab a beer and uh, fries. Okay, where and did you – I'm a light eater, man. I'm a light eater. Where's your go-to spot for a fries? Fries? Um, you know, Applebee's does have good fries, but they uh, – I don't know, like a lot of the local joints, the best fries I ever had was this little like hole in the wall in just outside of Pittsburgh. I was out there for a game and, and I just, I found the nearest place and I was a little wary of going in because it was like into the side of a, because everything's different in Pittsburgh. It's kind of in the side of a mountain and I just needed to grab a beer before, because I was waiting on my hotel to open up and Dude, those fries, like I told the wait the bartender, I was like, this is the best fries I've ever had in my life. <laughs> so they I'm a, and I and I love fries, so I I I'm always eating them. And those were by far the best fries I've ever had. So I don't even remember what it was called. I just remember it was a little intimidating walking in because I wasn't a local. <laughs> uh, oh. where's your favorite place to play? 
or coach at? My favorite place to coach. Like the field Uh, is just like, you like the way the field lays out or what the atmosphere is or whatever. Oh, dude, that's a hard question. Um, well, I, I'll keep it to high school just because, like, the high school environment's a little – is a little bit different. Like, I always – I like going to Lexington, you know. Um, we took our lumps out there when I was at West Holmes. But I just thought, like, they they have a great atmosphere. And, they I mean, they have a good so- a soccer culture out there. Like, you get heckled. You get, like – and, I mean, <laughs> just – they, they one they know soccer so it's not they have a good program all that good kind of stuff but you know they have like kids come to the game they they chant they do all that kind of stuff so it's it's uh I would say that's probably one of the best atmospheres you know like my favorite places to go but I think it's all changing because I think they're building a new school so that that field is no longer so. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> Jordan? Uh, what's your – are you reading any books right now? Am I reading any books? Yeah. Books. Well, yeah, I'm a nerd. Um, I – well, I just finished up um, a book on, uh, posi- like, positional play. Uh, I'd have to look at – it's on my Kindle, you know. And I'm reading uh, Ethics by Bonhoeffer, and I'm reading uh, – um, what the heck's it called? It's harder when it's on my Kindle because I don't see the cover all the time. Uh, something with the image. I don't know. It has to do with, uh, like, DNA and the Nephilim, that kind of stuff. <laughs> you're, <nerd. laughs> you're like, you're like, whoa, whoa, wait, what? What are we going down here? But yeah, yeah. So, uh, what's your? Do you listen to like a certain podcast or anything like that? What's your favorite podcast? Um, I do like it, on, on the soccer side of things. I listen to a lot, a lot of talks. So, uh, but I I like the three four three podcast. Um, John Pronich, it, like uh, I think he does a really good job of getting in, like a lot of different voices. You know, people he may agree with, may not agree with, but it gives you a, it gives you a good feel as to, um, to like different perspectives in different ways. And and to be honest, like if we're going to grow the game in this country, it's it's got to start at the grassroots. It can't be like one size fits all coming down from the top because we're so diverse, like from one coast to the other. So, I I really I like I really enjoy what they're doing. You know, so. Speaking of three four three, what would your uh, recommendations for to fix MLS, or would you just keep it the same? Scrap it. <laughs> Scrap um, the whole thing. <laughs> I well, I think as long as we have this franchise-oriented uh, uh, paradigm that we have here, where only certain people are allowed in, and um, it's like top-down control, that's that is going to continue to stymie growth. Like we need to create ways that people invest in soccer. And the only way you're going to create ways for people to invest is for people to be able to make money. So until we like unplug ourselves from like the whole franchise, um, like American nonsense, like, and I think that 
in the NBA is the same way. Like there's so much, um, there's so much that we could do um, if we would allow um, like lower tier professional leagues, if we would create incentive for people to invest at lower tier to create opportunities for more players that those people could then work their way up to, you know, like top tier leagues where you're making more money, where you're getting a return on your investment until like, until we, there's a return on the investment, like what, what's the point of investing, you know? Yeah. So now the only way, the only way you get into professional soccer is, you know, by being in the right club or uh, not as far as soccer clubs, because they're not clubs or franchises, but it's, um, the right uh, social circles, you know, like the Robert Crafts of the world. You know, those are the people who are owning the MLS. And, and I mean, to be honest, I would just like to see what – I just – I think we always concentrate on the U.S. soccer. And I, I think, like, it should just break down the regional and the state, you know, and grow those. Because if you look at Europe, they do the Champions League for – multiple leagues um like why why couldn't that be the same way here in the u.s like why couldn't you have you know like a pacific division and i i would kind of like like what the mpsl is done you know but again like they get it's hard to for them to get people to invest because there's nothing because of mls you know mls is mls actively works to destroy markets like when these when these teams build up fan bases and that kind of stuff like they they intentionally through the upsl and like all that kind of stuff or the usl whatever i don't know there's like a thousand leagues that are i mean that even i mean the mls owns like what four leagues now but they're just i mean basically they're protecting themselves from leagues becoming big enough to challenge them so i mean that's it it's my opinion i just think the mls and the way the federations ran is the biggest problem with u.s soccer so but i like i really enjoy what people are doing at the grassroots because like i look at um like even with uh like the amish country united obviously what they started here with the nosl and and i think I think there's a lot of room for uh, creating leagues for, you know, like high school age, that kind of stuff. Where we lose so many kids in, in these huge high schools, you know. So I, I just think there's – it's definitely a growing market. It's just a way – we need to find a way to make it um, worth investment, worth people investing in. And I, I think that starts with just concentrating on the local level and growing it. And then eventually, I, I think it could like grow into a national thing. I just think we constantly, we constantly concentrate on that macro. And it's like, just like, let, let it grow from the micro and you'll have the macro in the end, you know? So I don't know. Mm -hmm. Just my humble opinion. <laughs> All right, let's do the last question here, Ty. All right. I've, uh, share a story 
or a memory of one of your grandmas? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So my one grandma, she, I may have went through like a punk phase when I was in college. May have. Um, like, so, you know, like green hair, that kind of stuff, things I don't brag about. And I just remember <laughs> my, my, my grandma said to me one time, she met someone that knew me from college and she said something to the extent of, um, we, you know, he embarrasses us, but we still love him. <laughs> and I was like, wow, fantastic grandma. So <laughs> at least she still loved you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And all my green hair and everything, baggy clothes, all that good stuff. So, but yeah, it's definitely hid those pictures. They are filed away. That's so good. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks hey, for I appreciate on. it, guys. It's always good else? talking to you guys. Now, just hey, good luck in your tournament, Stubbles. All right. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for coming on. Yep. Later. Later. We'll talk to you guys. Peace out. <laughs> oh, still recording.